All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to episode 453 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today we've got Daniel able to join us on a Saturday morning or evening uh, Mark's Almighty Mark. Greetings. 69th Blizzard Ken. Hello. And a very happy Lonnie. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just a delight. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a tough week, so we weren't planning to do a live episode this week, but everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket Thursday in our usual recording time slot. So if you're able to join us today, uh, a big shout out to all the people who are watching us and joining us. We'll be keeping up on the comments as we go along. We had a whole slew of comments uh, or topics, part of me, ready to go on Thursday, and we're just going to go through those today. And it starts off basically with anyone bought any KISS shit recently, which gives me a perfect opening to new KISS magazine was on store shelves. And I, I saw this posted on, who was it? I think Scambatti posted it on Facebook mm-hmm. and went up to my local CVS and it was there in the racks there. So able to get that. It, it's got pictures from the FAQ in it, which I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> wow. that, ro- that Rolling Stone ad of Peter's with the ads um, in red, that's mine, my scan. And I haven't had a chance to go through it. Other that's people uh, kind of commented on, you're not going to learn anything new from it. But you know what? Sure. You may not learn anything new from it, but you're seeing Kiss on a store rack in the United States. Yeah in CVS or Walgreens or Barnes and Noble um, in 2023. And that's cool. And it, it, it does have a ton of pictures in it as well. I, I don't give a shit about that scam getting used that I don't own it anyway. It's Rolling Stones. But uh, Steve, greetings from Oakland. Hey, neighbor. Uh, hey, Chad. Chad from New York and Ivar from Bergen. North. Yes. Norway. Welcome. Norway. Hi, so neighbor. Anyone, anyone else bought any Kiss crap this week? Well, the uh, you mentioned that I actually went in a couple of stores around here. I I couldn't find that magazine on the rack out here yet. Um, so I did uh, buy the other one, uh, the Rock Candy Boo. magazine issue. What what about that? Boo boo. Uh, Gene Simmons' interview in that is really bad. He goes into bashing Peter again. I mean, he's like a grumpy old man. Oh, is it again? Wow. Oh, drumming drumming isn't a real instrument, so Peter's not a musician because you can't copyright a drum pattern. All well, yeah, I, anyway, I, just, I ordered it. Um, yeah, so. well, look what you're going to get. You're really going to enjoy Paul Stanley's interview is fantastic. Though. Real great Gene stuff, as usual. <laughs> yeah, every hash, you know. Well, it's it's Again, celebrating it's the fiftieth anniversary of the band yeah. with bashing. It's it's like he's been a member of the FAQ message board for too long. Uh, which <laughs> maybe which, which previously banned poster is Gene on the FAQ? Hey, Readings so, from Iceland. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, anyone else that bought any Kiss crap this week? Well, actually, the Kiss FAQ uh, <laughs> listeners bought me some Kiss shit last week. Uh, and thanks to Lonnie, Julian, Ken, and Mark, and the rest of the guys. I got this beauty. Uh, Paul Stanley guitar. Nice, uh, nice. I've been playing it a uh, whole lot. Sounds great. 
uh, and uh, this is all from revenue from the podcast. So thank you out there. Uh, and I know Ken's got the uh, live. Uh, oh, to award the award. Yeah, the yeah. Ally Two Award, and Mark's got the Destroy Award, and Lon has got the Revenge Award. I prefer something yes. that you can actually use. So, so uh, I got this one. Thanks to you guys out there. So, thanks a million, and thank you, Julian, for for uh, for making it possible to to do this. It's actually means a lot to me, and it's a great guitar, and uh, I will have a lot of fun with this one. Well, thank you to the listeners and also the participants on the FAQ because you know the the ad revenue isn't much, but it does add up, and I like to give it back to the the team. They get the good stuff; I get the cease and desists. That's how it should be. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. um, no, I've actually been dealing with lawyers this week, which is real fun. But uh, there you go. What was the first song that you played on it, Daniel? Oh. <clears throat> Shandy? Uh, well, uh, no, it wasn't Shandy. It wasn't something off The Elder. Uh, it was actually a song off of uh, Lick It Up. Ah. Uh, you know fits like a glove. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> so I broke it in with Fits Like a Glove. It sounded beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That, that, that's always important when I got my, my Tommy Thayer stage played uh, Explorer. First time I did off that was Psycho Circus. Hmm. Very nice. He, he actually played it for that song, I think. Uh, I have to look at the paperwork. All right, so Ronnie Parker has bumped uh, us into our first topic, which is always going to be discussed. Ronnie, thanks for your comment. I saw Ace Live this past Thursday night, first show of this year. It was awesome, surprise of the night. And let's talk about that set list that Ace you know, pulled out of the deck. He mixed it up. So he's back on the road. Um, I'm just going to read the set list quickly. Parasite, Snowblind, Speeding Back to My Baby, Stranger in a Strange Land, Insane, Get Away, Rock Soldiers, Rocket Ride, Escape from the Island, which was played while Ace was off stage, Love Theme from Kiss, Partially Played, um, Detroit Rock City, Rip It Out, New York Groove, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, played while Ace was off stage, uh, Shock Me, Cold Jim with, the Black Di with Black Diamond, and Deuce. So that's a pretty freaking good set list. Lonnie, what say you about that? What are your thoughts on, cool. on it? Very cool. I was, it, it really shocked the hell out of me when I saw that um, the next morning. Like, I, for several years now, he has been ignoring the Fraley's Comet stuff and not playing it at all. So Strangers in a Strange Land and, and Rock Soldiers, even if it's just a couple songs, that's so freaking cool. I mean, the people that go to an Ace Frehley show, I mean, if you're going to an Ace Frehley solo show, you're pretty hardcore KISS fan. If you're not you're not getting the casual KISS fan that you do at, like, the amphitheaters when KISS plays. If you're going to go see Ace Frehley, you're going to know these songs. So the fact that he was ignoring them for so long was kind of a shame. And the fact that he is playing them now, I think it's great. And Getaway also, um, you know, Escape from the Island while he's off stage. Okay, that's fine. You know, love things from kids, just shaking it up a little bit. So I thought I was blown away. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I got stuck on mute. Sorry. Ken, what do you think about the set list? Because you've been to a few shows out here. Are you going to the ones that are coming up in a couple of weeks at the Cornerstone? Uh, no, I'm not going. Um, yeah, I thought about it, but I'm not going. But uh, that is that is a cool set list. Um, uh Definitely. We were talking about uh, 
rock soldiers just you know like a week ago or so i think and yeah. stuff like about the single should have been the first single um and uh so that's a great that he's doing that and like lonnie says strangers in a strange land uh that's a great pull there um and yeah getaway i was like oh wow i'm a, i'm curious though did he play uh you know anything else around getaway or leading into getaway i don't know as a kind of opening to it um but anyway uh i think that's a really cool song to you know to hear live um and then there's the what was that the oh well love from kiss is kind of interesting it's escape from the island escape on island i you know i think that's a, a cool instrumental anyway from the elder um but i don't know why he wasn't out there i guess he's <laughs> taking his break yeah. um because he was part of that song. Um, he was the one who wrote it for crying out loud. He's <clears throat> one of the guys. So I, I don't understand that, but I think it'd be, it would have been great to hear it live, you know, because you don't expect to hear that one live ever. Mm. So yeah, yeah nice set list. It's, it sounds like, you know, it's good to finally get him mixing up the set list. You know, we talked about Rock Soldiers. We talked about, you know, Insane has been mentioned on the show as a song mm. I'd love to hear live. So, I mean, that is a great set list. I'm not able to go to the Cornerstone uh, shows because, number one, I didn't want to pay the 35% or 50% ticket charge on those tickets. And I'm in North Carolina that weekend. So it doesn't matter. Daniel, what do you think about the set list? Nice shakeup or uh, still room for improvement? I think it's a, a good shake-up. Um, <clears throat> I think my, my favorite Ace album is probably Trouble Walking, and I would like to see more stuff from off of that that album, like Five Card Stud and that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> he's been playing the same set list for, for so many years, so something has happened. I wonder why. Uh, I wonder if the band has... Is it the same band as he, he's used the, the latest couple of tours? I think you know, so. G- yeah. No, he's, he's got... He- now he's got Matt Starr on drums, uh, Jeremy yeah. Asbrock on guitar, and Ryan uh, slipped into the bass role for this show. Okay. So he oh. it was only a two-guitar lineup um, so, rather than uh, what it's been may- often. Maybe some of the new guys ha- have introduced some new stuff and new energy into the band, so so he's been able to pick up a, a few new tunes. So I think it's great. Uh, it was it's, it was kind of stale for a while there, so it's good that he has been, um, you know, picking up some other songs but but there's still more songs that he can play i just wonder did he say, sing uh getaway or, or was it the drummer who's no, the, the guitar player saying it a guitar player ah i would like to hear a sing that one okay yeah well, but I, 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 I think it's all good i think it's all good yeah that that is my you know final come on it that it's all good he shook up the set list and mm. it just wasn't your standard fare all right mark I left you till last for a reason. Have at it. Uh-oh. Well, I thought the set list was was good. I mean, I, when I checked it, I was surprised to see some of the things like Escape from the Island and stuff like that. But also was kind of scratching my head, wondering why didn't he stay on stage for that? You know, it's it's a song that he wrote. You know, and he disappears from it. And the, there are some video clips on YouTube, okay, from a show that he did in Rocky Rocky Mount, I believe it is. And uh, they put up Detroit Rock City, they put up Getaway, they put up Snowblind, they put up Stranger in a Strange Land. Now, first I'm going to say the band is great. The band that he has with them is fantastic. They played really good. Uh, and there's a comment here that I thought was kind of interesting that it came up just before you got to me. Was uh, It says here, a great from MD, a great set list. Unfortunately, over the last few years, the amount of effort Ace puts, into, puts in tells me that it was carried by the band. Well, 
I'm not going to say that he was carried by the band this time, but there are obviously quite a few moments where he was carried. Because if you listen to that video clip of Getaway, that that was a that was a train wreck. That was terrible. I mean, he Ace played it. He wasn't even playing the same chords. He was like half a step off of the guitar player that was with him. It's like the one guy was playing C sharp. He was playing D. It's like they weren't even close. And it's not a hard song. I mean, come on, Daniel, you can tell. You can probably play that, learn that song in 10 minutes. Okay. So I don't know if just, if Ace was just, you know, distracted or what, what was going on with him. But that, that song was terrible. But with that said, Detroit Rock City was really good. Snowblind was good. Stranger in a Strange Land was really good as well. And he even sang that. So I just find it uh, hard to believe that such a simple song as Getaway gave him trouble. And he didn't even sing it. He didn't even sing it. He, he, he just played the guitar and he still botched it. I mean, come on. But, you know, look, maybe, maybe it's early in a tour. Maybe they just dumped that song in at the last minute. Who knows? But overall, I think the show, from what I saw from the clips, the band seems really good. I think the tour will get better and better as they go through it. And hopefully he'll just, you know, iron out these little things that he screwed up during this show. Well, hopefully he'll put the effort in. And, and yeah. Wolf of Nature, that's a great comment about, you know, wasn't Ace supposed to tour playing his entire 78 solo album record? Um, I don't think that's a conducive to being on the road playing his full um, solo mm. album. Yeah, they did the one performance at one of the expos mm. uh, out east. And then that's all that was ever done of it. I still think that they should do that as a video in a theater or, you know, in a Vegas residency for a week, film it, this, you know, wear the same shit the same every night and do it as many times as it takes to put together a, a video released where that is the core of the release, along with the greatest hits then from the rest of his solo career with a couple of kiss shit, uh, shit thrown mm -hmm. in. But taking it on the road, forget it. I don't see, I don't see that happening. It, you know, they're a good band. He has a good backing band, yeah. and that's their job is to carry him because he is ace and he is notoriously lazy and unable to get a Wi-Fi signal to download his own songs to learn them. So they, they do, they do a great job of, you know, backing him up, supporting him and also helping persuade him to dig out some of these gems. Yeah, so it was really yeah. nice to see a lot of that happen this week. Hi, Steve. And you know, that Rocky Mount show was the one last night, Mark, uh, just for okay. reference. All right. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Next next topic is, well, Classic Rock has listed the 50 <laughs> most important concerts in history. I hope everyone had a chance to review that list. And, uh, you know, we're not going to talk about the list. What is missing and what should not have been on that list in your mind? I saw Alan, um, who's got a new publication coming out, commenting that it was egregious that some of the Japanese shows from 77 were omitted or 78 five night stand at the Budokan finally beating the Beatles yeah. record would be one that comes to mind for me. Um, me too. Or Dodger stadium, 1998 mm -hmm. back yeah. in the stadium for the opening of another tour, yeah. not least that it was my first show, um, but also touring on um, an originals album for the first time in 17 years or whatever it was at that point. Um, Ken, what did you think about that feature? What was missing uh, or what shouldn't have been on there? Well, number one, what shouldn't have been on there is Dubai. Yes. <laughs> yeah, wow. just the last one. Yeah. I thought I can't oh. even I can't even believe they put that on there. 
Uh, you know, it's like, sure, it's the probably the only show that anybody would play during that time period, but uh, <clears throat> what was so otherwise special about it other than that they shot and won a Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records, <laughs> the Guinness guy came out and all that. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that was kind of, I don't know. I, I, I don't even think they should put it, put that one on there. Um, as for uh, other ones, uh, I definitely uh, agreed with a lot of them. Um, there was, you know, definitely, you know, the reunion and all that stuff. I and mean, they started reunion. A lot of them are good where, you know, they had the Poughkeepsie one, right, with Mark St. John on there and, and other stuff. Stuff when there's there's a, a new, uh, you know. Member. Member coming or leaving or the makeup going on or, or off kind of thing. Um, I would have liked to see the Cow Palace uh, from uh, um, the Creatures Tour on there because that was technically the last. It was going to be the last in makeup show in makeup. Was it? Was it at the least one in, the U- in the U.S. It was the last. Was it the one you attended, Ken? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> the, that's why. That's why. Uh, yeah, the, one of the three he attended, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. but the. Uh, you know that I, I was I was happy to see them put you know the Eric Singer's first show at the Stone San in San Francisco for the Revenge Which one. You saw as well. Yeah, yeah but that, even before I saw the list, I thought, you know, <laughs> I would put that one definitely on there. And then I was surprised to actually see it. Uh, so someone was doing their homework uh, who wrote that uh, article. But uh, for the most part, I agree. Yeah, there were some missed, uh, like you said, the you know Tokyo or the you know the, Be- the Beatles record thing. And, and stuff like that, but for the most part, it was okay. But yeah, there were some on there. It's like, why? I just thought, you know, just because Gene Simmons caught his hair on fire the first time, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I think the following year, a year later, the more significant is when uh, they that show where he caught his hair hair on fire. They were not; they were an opener, right, uh, for Blue Oyster Cult. A year later, Louis Colt was opening for them at that show. That's more significant. I would have rather had that on there. Yeah, well, you know what? It was worth it for me just for it to have Dubai on because I knew that would trigger you. Uh, thank you for not <laughs> thank you for not letting us yeah, down. Yeah, we're not done with Dubai today either. I don't oh, we're not done with it by half. Uh, Lonnie, on that list, you know, what are some of the ones that stand out for you as uh, being, you know, shouldn't be on there and maybe some of the ones that were missed? Yeah, I, I thought Dubai was was you know, I, I I laughed at that. What I mean, what a what a freaking joke that is. Someone did it on purpose, just to bother me. You know, a, a show in front of no one and a pay per view that hardly anyone subscribed to. That's a debacle to this day. Um, it's just very laughable, in my opinion. But you know, I think they got it. I think they got a lot of them right um, with you know the reunion shows and and, and things like that and a lot of the big shows in the 70s and i thought I, it was really cool how they just really kind of went in in chronological order in that um and you're able to follow follow along um i thought it was i thought it was cool i really didn't have oh i didn't really take ex- exception to it or have an issue with with anything being there or not being there other than the dubai thing i thought was just very comical at the end mark yeah, I, I, I have to agree with a lot of the comments made already. I mean, I think the Dubai thing was probably the thing that everybody had the reaction to, mainly because 
It just seems so silly to do it. And mainly because we know that you can already see Ken's face when he probably read the list the first time and went, oh, you know, he's probably already red faced from seeing Dubai just mentioned. Um, the one date that I think here that I thought that was interesting that they brought up because I thought it was a good one to mention was the return to the club dates when they did the 88, I think it was 88 show they said, uh, when they played the club and the Ritz there. Yeah. I think that that was good because I think that might have also like got caught in their brain later on when they decided to do that whole run of clubs when they did the Revenge album. Because I thought that those shows are probably one of my more favorite shows that I have actually on video somewhere at the Toronto date for the club show. So I think that that's a pretty important one because I think it reconnected them with a lot of their core fan bases in certain cities. They, you know, they are up close and personal with people. You know, they got to hear a lot of the classic songs and they got introduced to Eric Singer. So I thought that was a really, really important show in my opinion. So I think that that 88 one was probably like the, the seed that was planted for that sort of thing. But I mean, other than that, there's, there's some other things that they mentioned here that I thought that was kind of, you know, odd that they mentioned here that, you know, some guy quit uh, on air because of something that Gene said or something. And I don't know what that, that has to do with a, with a live show or anything, but uh, there's, there are some really odd mentions in here, but I think overall the list is pretty good. But, you know, like you guys said, there's some glaring omissions like the Dodger Stadium show and stuff like that. So, uh, but you know how, you know, these lists are, there's always going to be something missed and something that's going to make you scratch your head. Yeah, and Steve, no, they did not include the Cadillac show, and that's a good omission to point out. And to my way of thinking, they also did not include the 1974 yeah. Kite Fly. I mean, yeah, you know, that's true. Kiss playing to 40,000 for that early on in their you know career. But you could also then go on and say that they should have mentioned, uh, what was it, Manchester 76, their first show outside of North America um, or whatever. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, you know, being the m most important shows. Yeah, the first time they step foot out of North, North America is a pretty important date. But again, it's like a best of by artist. It's uh, the same as any top 10 list. It's just someone's arbitrary list. And I, I think I'm happy to see that they're even mentioning Kiss and doing some of this stuff around the 50th anniversary because the band mm -hmm. sure as fuck ain't doing a thing around their 50th anniversary. 50th, yeah. You know, before we move on to that, Daniel, wrap us up on uh, the concert list and anything that you thought was missing other than Stockholm. Yeah, uh, I think uh, props goes out to the writer, first of all. He must have put, put in quite an effort to put together 50 important Kiss shows because I would start off by saying there might not even be 50 important Kiss shows. Uh, and uh, the headline... What was the headline? The 50 most important Kiss shows ever or something? Something like that? Yeah, the 50, uh, Kiss's 50 most important concerts. Yeah, I think I think the headline is kind of wrong because it's more 50 of Kiss's most spectacular or odd concerts because they mm -hmm. do a whole lot. You know, like when they played like a three-piece without Paul, that's not an important concert. It was something they had to do in order yeah. to grab the money. But I'd, I'd have to, I'm, I'm, I'm at the Creatures Night in your book, Julian, here. I'm almost through it, almost through it. A great book. And I would have to say that all important Kiss, kiss concerts, I mean, real important Kiss concerts, they took place 
1978 or earlier. So, so I would say after 78, maybe you could add Tiger Stadium 96, Rio 83, and maybe. Yeah. I don't think that's what that was that I don't think that it's important. I, I mean it was the beginning the of the first show the first show with a replacement member isn't important. Yeah, no, I, it was star it, it was you know important. It, it depends on what you put into the word. I mean when kiss actually meant something it's all in this book up until 78. If you go through this and read the the concert reviews they are hilarious at times but but the way they attracted people and, and and the crowds they got in America, I mean, up until 78, and the craziness, uh, uh, groundbreaking stuff, I mean, after 78. So you're thinking more monumental than important. Yeah. What, what yeah. about the one they missed? I just thinking of now is, you know, the, did they have that one with Ed, Eddie Cannon on drums? Oh, they did. Yeah, they did mention it. Okay. Right. That's awful. They shouldn't play that even. I mean, that just shows you that it isn't that important that it can put it's in a, any member. Yeah, it's it's not a important, but no. it's a Odd it's one. it's yeah. for a nerd for kissing nerds. It's yeah, yeah, important yeah. So, uh, from that so, standpoint. So I, yeah, yeah, the guy who put this together, he did a fantastic job. It's an interesting interesting list, but important kiss concerts. Ah, after seven to eight, maybe two or three. Yeah, I don't think Brooklyn Bridge was included, but that is that, that's, that's a good one too. That's, that's a good really, one too. I didn't think about that one. But it is it's more really cool, Andrew. Yeah, Brooklyn Bridge, right, Andrew? If you're still watching, um, which takes us into what I kind of alluded to: has kissed, kissed, kiss missed the boat on celebrating their own 50th anniversary at least aerosmith had a bit of an excuse in that covid was kind of happening for their 50th but there seems to have been very little um other than a tweet or two really celebrating what we as fans probably put up on an altar much more than the guys who lived it um okay mark well, uh, honestly, this this is is this really any surprise to anybody? No. I mean, these are, you're talking about the people who are the master of missing the boat and being like two years behind trends. Like the, the fact that they missed their 50th anniversary is no surprise. I would have been surprised if they actually were on time with it. That would have been a bigger surprise, you know? And I mean, look at the, even just recently now. I see everywhere on Facebook, kiss to announce last show finally. Kiss to every time I see it on there, and, and people like from within the organization, any day now, kiss will announce their last show. They haven't done jack shit. They should have did it like back in January, and they haven't announced anything. We're now February fourth, and we still don't have it. That this is this is typical of Kiss and their management and their whole attitude and everything, that they're, they're going to celebrate the 50th anniversary two years from now. You watch. There's going to be some, something they're going to release in like two years from now that's going to celebrate the 50th anniversary because that's how their clock seems to work. So I, I'm not surprised in the slightest. And quite frankly, it bothers me because, you know, a lot of people out there take this pretty seriously, the, the diehard, hardcore fans, like the really diehard guys, you know, and, and, and the, the, they they probably are upset by this kind of thing, you know, because it keeps making them look like idiots because they're standing behind their band so rigorously, and they keep making them look like fools. That's what they're doing, you know. There's no other way around it. 
the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Exactly. So are we ex insane to expect them to do anything different than what we may consider them missing the boat? Surfer fan, I'm going to bring your comment back up. They still have a whole year to celebrate. Events might be coming up. Yeah, there are a whole <laughs> bunch of milestones that the band uh, kind of accomplished in 1973 that will be coming up. And the next one will be March, which will be their first shows at the Daisy, followed by, I think, March the 7th was the first date that they recorded in the studio uh, for the first demo. Following that, you've got stuff like Hotel Diplomat, the first uh, showcases for Bill O'Coin, blah, 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 all the way through this year. Maybe there is some other date that they think is more important um, to the 50th anniversary than the birthday. You know, so maybe Gene doesn't celebrate Sophie's birthday. He, he celebrates it a year or so later when maybe he <laughs> celebrates her conception. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, 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 it may come back to that, that maybe they have decided that February the 8th, 1974 is the date because that was the release of the first album. Is that where they get their validity? Let's see if I can speak today. Um, mm -hmm. Or December the 31st. 1973 where they make their professional debut um daniel miss the boat or does any of that make any sense i just think uh, paul stanley is always about the now the current band he doesn't really care about uh, history the band's history not as much as much as it should be so he wants to present the band like tommy thayer eric singer gene simerson and paul stanley this is what is happening this is what makes sense? This is what we celebrate. History. Uh, his, I don't think he's that much into it. Uh, I think his uh, mind is more on the upcoming tour, uh, how they will approach that. Maybe they will put in some more effects and change it up a bit. Yeah, or cooking. <laughs> yeah, that seems <laughs> to be a big interest. But um, so so. so uh, Paul is, you know, like the captain, and uh, he's not much of a guy who's looking backwards. He's looking forward. So these type of um, anniversaries, you need other um, members of the family to 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 approach these kind of anniversaries. Anniversary, anniverse. How the anniversaries? Fuck do you say yeah, anniversaries. plural anniversaries and yeah. um, you need other guys in the family to to approach these kind of anniversaries in order to to make something of it because paul isn't into it i think he, he still Good thinks point. it's his like um current and happening even though we all know it's a nostalgic by by this point but uh i think he's more focused on you know the european tour this summer it's going to be great yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer that we invest far more in the importance of milestones in the band's history than they possibly can. Ken, yeah, say something I mean, reasonable. Well, yeah. Or one. Well, where are the marketing geniuses here, you know, for KISS? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they call them the marketing geniuses, you know. I I don't know. I, I That's fine. They miss it, I guess, uh, an opportunity uh, which they've done that throughout their career anyway, uh, many times. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised they didn't even sell a 50th anniversary T-shirt, you know, on that day or something, you know, a Coventry or whatever. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
it is what it is. I guess we are going to hear some things hopefully soon uh, about, uh, you know, additional maybe tour dates and some other stuff, hopefully, I hope. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would release, you know, like the other tour dates around that time, uh, maybe U.S. tour dates and that sort of thing. Um, I'm still thinking that's going to happen. Uh, just my feeling it just makes sense with the open dates in july august september that you know late july i mean um through september um i would think something's gonna happen there um i i don't know what where but i think there will be u.s states but yeah as far as some kind of celebration i'm surprised it didn't make a little big bigger deal out of it you know yeah. and you brought up a good point though ken about the t-shirt i mean and Aren't we? We're talking about Kiss here, right? And, and Gene Simmons is the man who doesn't let any monetary opportunity pass him by. You would have thought he would have jumped all over this to have some kind of guys. I got an idea: 50th anniversary T-shirts. Let's make it happen. And I want to see a hundred of them out so I can have my wallet lined with more money. I mean, it, it just—it just seems like he would be all over this kind of thing to make more money. You know, I don't know why they wouldn't make it. even something simple like that—a 50th anniversary T-shirt they could put on their store for people to buy. I would have bought it. There you yeah, go. Jan January the 31st was actually the fourth anniversary of the end of the road tour, uh, <laughs> kicking off in Vancouver. <laughs> but you—you would have thought. I mean, Gene had a medallion in his vault that they could have at least come up with something. You know. Yeah. Just to, to market 50 years, yeah. they did. You know what? What was it? Uh, 40 years of decibels or, or whatever that thing was for the 40th. Yeah. 40th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. They put up that CD in that. Yeah. You know, I, I know. I don't know what you guys were talking about. They did send out a nice little tweet that morning. That was the 50th anniversary of Kiss. You know, what, what more do we want? What more do we expect or want from these guys? <laughs> you know, you know, no, I mean, I, I really thought that that day that we were going to get, I'm with Ken. I really thought that that day we were going to get um, some kind of U.S. tour announcement, maybe like, I know on the cruise, Doc McGee says something like, oh, 50 dates, 50 more dates for 50 years. Or I thought we'd get, you know, and maybe I'm ahead of myself here. I thought maybe that day we'd get like 50 US, US dates for 50 years. The last 50 US dates, last 50 North American dates or something for 50 years or something like that. But no, all they did was send out a tweet. Like, okay. That, 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 that's, that's, that's what we're doing today, I guess. I thought that was extremely weak i thought we could have i thought we could have done a little bit more to send out a tweet though but they did announce and that's the title of this week's show poughkeepsie 84 finally announced hallelujah um because i've been waiting for that one to come out because just holding your tongue just yeah. knowing that it's not real until it's announced and anyone who wants to hint about what may or may not be happening uh, whether it's now or um, this comment, you know, inferred that a lot was supposed to be happening soon and we mm -hmm. shall see. Yeah, we shall see when it is announced, then it's real because you can infer all you want. But here we are. This is a notable show. This is a show that belongs on that list of 50 notable KISS concerts because mm -hmm. there's only two and a half where Mark St. John played and we've got shitty audience recordings of one mm. and a half, and this is the one I believe we didn't have. So this is absolutely outstanding that it's going to be a off the soundboard release celebrating the Animalized tour. Number two, Eric Carr. Number three, something 
most of us didn't have. I didn't even know this existed. So mm. I am extremely chuffed by this off the soundboard. Mm. I'm waiting for it to become available on somewhere other than Kiss Online so I can actually order it. Um, uh, Daniel, Animalize got you into, it was Heavens on Fire and into the, I've had enough into the fire that got you. What do you think about this being announced as the next off the soundboard? I think it's beautiful because it shows that the, the, the guys behind these off the soundboard, they have a clue what they're doing, you know. I w when they released that 04 show, was it Virginia Beach? I, I, I thought these guys don't have a clue what they're doing. But now I, I think that was a good lesson for them. Mm -hmm. I guess that one didn't sell a whole lot. So they have started to listen to, to the KISS Army. And of course, this is one of the gems that people are looking for. Uh, so I'm really excited about this, this one. And I immediately, immediately thought that this would be a good episode for the KISS FAQ. You know, the one you did on Vinnie Vincent's solos. I think that was one of the better ones last year when... Julian actually did some uh, prep I made work. I made an effort. <laughs> yes. Julian made, made an effort. I know you, you do. Well. I, 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 I'm just mesmerized when I'm reading this book. How many hours went into this one? So, so I know you, you, you can put in the effort when, when you have to. But uh, Thank you, teacher. Uh, yep. You know, you, know, you know I am. I sound like a teacher, man. Uh, okay. But but I know I feel uh, like I'm getting a report card. Yeah. So this you get an A for this one, an A plus, <laughs> and maybe a B for the Vinnie Vincent episode. That's a good one as well. So I'm looking forward to you know going into that uh I can't pronounce that Poughkeepsie. Like fucking impossible. Uh, yeah. Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So Poughkeepsie. Uh, Nice. Going into that one, and um, it would be a great Kiss FAQ episode on, on, on that off, off the soundboard I, record. So I, 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 have to say, yeah. I have to say, I agree that this is probably one of the more exciting releases. I mean, the, the last couple of them were good. I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed them. I did get them uh, either on CD or vinyl. I got the Moines on vinyl. Uh, but when this, when this one came out, at first, I was kind of like wondering what was going on with this because of the sound clips I've ever heard of this guy playing. Like, like you mentioned, they were horrendous audience recordings. So I was thinking, there's. I'm hoping they're not putting one of these brutal recordings on vinyl. But then, you know, after waiting and doing a bit more research on it, obviously it's going to be a proper soundboard recording of it, which makes it that much more exciting. Because I thought about this, and I don't know how many other people thought about this, is that we're going to get to hear a good recording of a guy who we've never heard do songs like Creatures of the Night or songs like that, 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 you know, that, that he has nothing to do with only, we only ever heard this guy on, on album studio record. And now we're going to get to hear him live doing songs that we never heard him do before. It's, it's to me, it's, that's the most exciting part of this, mm -hmm. you know, to hear him do Detroit rock city or to hear him do mm -hmm. black diamond or to hear him do something that he's, that he had no involvement with to see his spin on it. That's the thing that I'm most excited about. I was so excited about it that I actually broke my rule 
and bought the vinyl off of Kiss Online, which I swore I would never wow. do again because <laughs> I think they're the worst store ever to buy anything <laughs> yeah. off of. But yeah. because, you know, they're going to give us a canary yellow vinyl and it's going to be something yeah, I don't want to pass up on. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting this one. And they better not disappoint me and screw, screw this up and tell me it's, you know, six months behind pressing or something. I'll be really pissed off then. But, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this. This, this should be a great release. Yeah, this news made me go out and listen to that uh, god-awful uh, recording from one of his shows. And uh, I actually liked his take on Creatures of the Night. I went to that tune first because uh, it's kind of a hard one to, hard one to play. And we've, we've all heard uh, Vinny, how he treated the old solos. But uh, mm -hmm. I think yeah, Mark might put in you know some cool riffs into, into those solos. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, mean Mr. Mean Mr. Mustard. Or, or custard. Whatever. They call custard. it a custard. custard Colonel Mustard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken. What do you think? Yeah, custard. And and and, and have you oh. and have you caught any of the uh, very very brief sound sample that is up on a Kiss Online clip on on I think on Facebook. I saw the, I, yeah I heard a little bit of the, the that sound sample which is okay I mean it's, it's not much you're not hearing a whole heck of a lot it sounds clean though it sounds really well you know recorded uh, so it is obviously a good soundboard um, uh, but uh, yeah I'm I'm excited for it I mean this is a, a moment in you know they say history a uh, big moment uh, where you know Mark St John came in and, and took over the reins for Vinny. Um, and uh, I've never heard the show. Actually, I'd never. I don't think I've ever heard the the uh, recorded audience one because um, usually those uh, they're not worth it to, to listen <laughs> yeah. to. It's, they're so hard to listen to sometimes. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I will. I will get it. I had not bought it off Kiss Online. I was kind of gonna gonna wait for <clears throat> maybe this time the, the black vinyl off of uh, when it gets onto Amazon and get it there. Um, because I don't, I'm up to excited about the custard or, or what do you want to call it? P, P colored, you know, the knives tongue, the Lonnie or <laughs> like it's a I, it's the color IP freely by, or what was it? No, no, <laughs> IP custard or the yellow album or whatever it was by IP freely. I, I, I said Colonel Mustard in the dining room with the candlestick. It's almost a beer color, you know. You think about it, make it make it more exciting than custard or something. But anyway, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a cool, a cool thing to to listen to finally and have in my collection. Yeah, I'm just glad it's not Binghamton because I lived in Binghamton in '84 and wasn't a Kiss fan, so it, I could I could have mm -hmm. gone to one of the few oh Mark St. John shows by being wow. in the right place at the right right mm -hmm. time, but I was not a fan at that point so um what? lonnie did you uh did you pontificate you know i i think it's really i was really blown away when the, when the announcement came out that they were doing this i mean who would have thought that the first i guess really official live recording with eric carr would feature mark st john that's really really <laughs> kind of <laughs> mind-blowing you know um I didn't think that that this would, you know, I, I was hoping for something 80s. And, we, we, and we've talked about this, you know, often that we were hoping for something 80s mm -hmm. or just something from the unmasked period. And 
the fact that it's this was like really, really mind blowing. I think to a lot of us, like, oh my gosh, like really? So you know, if they were going to do something eighties or or something with the unmasked period, I really thought we'd do something um, with that great hot in the shade set list with Eric Carr. Um, but the fact that 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 it's this. You know, we, we ripped on Kiss a little bit ago about not celebrating the, the 50th anniversary, but the fact that it's this, I mean, maybe they are listening to, or, or somebody's listening to the Die Hard somewhere <laughs> because they, they really shifted away from, you know, like, oh, we're going to put out Virginia Beach 2004. And I think that just was just a, a thud. Like, everybody was like, really? Like, I have a, a soundboard from that already from 2004. Really? This is what we're going to put out. You're trying to get me again. But the fact we're putting this out, not only is it Mark St. John, but like Julian said, like there's some Mark St. John recordings out there, but it nobody even knew this existed. So I think, it, I think it's great. Um, as much as we, we get on here and, and kind of get on kiss about missing the boat on things, this and that, I, I think that, that they're putting this out is absolutely fantastic. It's, I can't wait for it. Yeah, and I'm I'm just about finished with volume two for the 50th anniversary of the On Tour, which covers this whole era, so it's nice to be able to include that now with the confirmed set list for that show. Um, anyone bothered by the partial tracks? Obviously, being recorded to tape means that you sometimes get a tape flip in yeah. an inadvertent area or inconvenient area. And on this one, Young and Wasted, which was the first tour that Eric sang that song, is a bit of a bummer, and the end of... Um, Rock and roll all night, roll which I don't think anyone is going to <laughs> whine about that. <laughs> I need but, a good version of rock but, and it, roll. but it's also clearly <laughs> been fit onto a single CD. You know, does that bother anyone, or is it all? This is all good. This is all. Uh, it's Eric Carr. Wow. It's something odd um, in, okay. in terms of the band's history. So it's it's okay. I don't. I don't think. Sorry, go on, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say, I, I'm not really too bothered by it not being a a double CD. I mean. You know, the, it, at that time, I don't think they were doing extremely long shows, if, I'm, if my memory serves me correctly. So maybe that just it wasn't going to pan out to be a double CD regardless. I mean, uh, we have a couple of double ones from the prior ones. I believe Donington was a double CD. And uh, there's a couple of the other ones. You know, I think I think the Moyes was a single CD as well. But, you know, just like the Chad Kaufman says, I want full shows, but it is what it is. You know, I, I'd, at least the songs that got cut like the one rock and roll night is one that we can probably like not be too upset about, you know, at least the, the most of the, the concert is there. And, you know, being uh, involved before with my own band, having board tapes done, there's always that, you know, moment where, you know, they're going to have to quickly just do the old stop and flip it and put it on again. So, you know, unless you have like a reel to reel machine or you have a really long format that you can burn onto, just be happy that we have a good version of this show the way we have it now, I'm happy with it. There's nothing really that I'm too upset about in that manner. Yeah, everyone else, Lonnie, you you were gonna have a yeah. thought. We don't we don't know what partial recording is. We don't know how much or how little yeah. of those songs it is. You know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But I'm also happy the fact that because that they're partials, there's two different partial songs on there. They're not like ah, but we're just not gonna put this out because it's not a yeah. full show, so we're just gonna ignore it. I'm glad that. We are actually getting this, and it's not being ignored. So I can't wait for it. Yeah, and my my reaction to partials was, wow, they're including those. That's great because I would have been mad if they'd cut out the partial young and wasted because, again, that was Eric Carr's first 
time singing that, taking yeah. over from Gene to offload uh, so that he could, you know, get a break. I would have been annoyed if that had been edited out. Um, so, I, again, when you've been around tapes and collecting from that perspective for so many years, you kind of get used to partials and interruptions. I look forward to hearing how they've handled it. Um, there's a post on the FAQ that suggests someone's heard how it's been handled, but I can't, you know, verify whether that's accurate or not. Wait for to judge by my own ears. Can Daniel thoughts? What yeah. I think, what I think is most important is, is that they are finally embracing the unmasked period. Yeah. I mean, they've been ignoring it for mm -hmm. such a long time. And a lot of us here on, on the panel are fans of, the unmasked era. I mean, some of us like the Revenge album, some of us like like Asylum and so on. So I think it's my, I, I, I'm hoping for the floodgates to open now. Let's see Wembley 92. Let's see some of the 94 shows. Let's see something from the Asylum show and so on. So I think it's a very good sign. Yeah. All right. Final word, Ken. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, it's all good. I, as far as the... Uh, partial tracks you know if if you don't like them you can skip them you know <laughs> it's just as, as simple as that so uh i think it's great that they're including them you have a choice you know you want to listen to them you can listen to them you don't don't that's fine um but i think it's good that they're you know they're they're doing it uh and and you know allowing people that so i guess they won't get any you know feedback or uh critical talk or gossip about you know the, oh they see they left it this is not a real show they didn't they pulled this one off they're missing these two songs you know that kind of crap that happens so i mean they cover their they covered themselves and it's there even though it's partial whatever it's it is what it is at that point yep it's all good this is what we've been waiting for they got it right with the creatures box set with the live stuff there now we're getting a soundboard uh from the mark st john lineup he's been gone for many years now so no longer with us is about to be represented uh by that uh, i've seen a lot of comments about peter chris in north carolina on the 16th and 17th and yeah um Mad Monster Party in Carolina, 2023, February the 17th and 18th. Uh, in Concord, go to peterchris.net uh, for all the information on Peter's appearance there. I'm looking forward to that because I'm going to be attending. So that uh, should be a fun weekend. All right, let's get into talking about other podcasts behind their backs. Podcast Rock City did what I think is a really good interview with Doc McGee last Sunday. Uh, it was pre-recorded, but broadcast live. And you know what? From the perspective of the sort of questions that you're going to ask someone when you interview them for either a project or um, a podcast, you're not always going to be able to ask them the questions that everyone wants you to ask them. So from that perspective, I thought they did a fantastic job of me making it an entertaining interview with Doc. A lot of it was, yeah, kind of the usual stuff you'd expect to him uh, to address and to be asked. But you got Doc McGee on your show and they have to be applauded for pulling that one off. Mm -hmm. I thought Lee had the best questions for him because... They weren't kiss questions. They were, you know, out of left field ones to to, to really. What's dig your into. favorite kiss song? Like I think you asked a few of those. Yeah, as well. they were good. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, they're, they're, what kiss song do you never want to hear again? You yeah, know, stuff like, like that. that. Rock but, and roll nineties. 
It it was a fun interview <laughs> yes. and also some depreciation, you know, deprecating humor of um, Chip Magoo. It's always good when <laughs> Chip Magoo comes into the conversation. So, Lonnie, did you were you able to check that out? And what were your thoughts on it? What were some high points? Yeah, I got. I was able to check it out. It was good. You know, I, I like you guys said. You know, you, you can't. It, it, you can't be like the the menacing reporter. You, you know, he's he's no. going to agree to come on the show, and I'm sure there's some parameters set immediately. Like, hey, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about that. You know, you guys you guys want this? Well, this is this is how we're going to do it. Um, I thought it was great. You know, I mean, well, kudos to that Doc McGee. I mean, that's freaking amazing. They were able to get him on there, um, and it was it was a fun conversation. It was it was just a fun conversation. I thought with him, um, which you know, Doc doesn't do. A lot of interviews, I don't think anyway. Um, and to get him on there, I thought I thought it was great. It was fun. It was a fun listen um, during my very sad week. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. It, it, it helped you through a difficult period of your life. Yes. What the hell happened this week, Lonnie? <laughs> I'm in the dark here. What? What? My football happened? team got screwed on Sunday. Is what you're happened. you're talking about American football now? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. <sighs> okay. Was, okay. I, I got it. it, was, got it. it was we'll wake you when he's done talking about it. <laughs> yeah, his team played against another team and the refs. Yes. But it was ah, a very the refs were unfair to your team. And the fact that it was the Chiefs is just the worst because I hate St. Louis Chiefs fans. They're the absolute worst. Like, whoa, we're from Missouri. You have we two teams in St. Louis. We don't. No, we don't. No, no. We have, we have one team in Missouri, and they're the Kansas City Chiefs. very upset about I hate this. everything about Kansas City. And these people <laughs> that say, oh, we should root for the Chiefs because they're from Missouri. Well, I'll buy you a fucking Royals hat. I'm sorry if I curse on the show, but I can't. Yeah. That's the first time I think. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, oh. there you go. Get it. <laughs> Heated. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, I, I have sympathy for you, Lonnie. I, I'm very, uh, very upset. Anyways, with your back team. to Doc McGee. Yes, back, back to, to Doc. Doc. <laughs> so I, I watched a bit of it as well. Uh, I, I'm going to try to keep it positive because I know that people say that I, I, I tend to spin things negatively a lot. But uh, look, it's Doc McGee. And like you guys said, he's probably going to go up there and talk about certain things. The managers are like lawyers. They're going to spin everything and they're going to answer a question by not answering it. That's how they like to do these things. You know, you ask them something and they'd never give you a straight answer with anything. You know, I mean, I didn't watch it also. I don't know if some of these things that I was would have loved to have asked them were asked. Like, I don't think they did. They, did they ask him at all about the Dubai thing? What's going oh, on with no, that? No. I don't think they did, you know, and well, you know, that's why I don't, particularly get interested in these sort of interviews because they never give you straight answers with anything. If you give them the softball questions and just lob them in there, sure, he's going to give you great answers. But anything that requires some sort of, you know, deep down reporting and something that's going to, you know, really make people stand up and pay attention to, he's not going to answer any of this stuff. So, you know, that's why I watched a bit of it. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love the guys from Podcast Rock City. I've been on there a few times myself with my band stuff and just even with just talking about Kiss stuff. And I love those guys. So I have nothing ill to say about them. But, you know, you have you have Doc on there. Sure, it was, a big, it was a big score to get him on there, and it is. But the day that he starts actually answering questions that are of some sort of importance, that's when I'm going to start being more interested in his interviews. 
Yeah, so Ken, are you disappointed that no one pointedly asked him, hey, so what's going on about Dubai? How's the investigation going? No one put their Well, why can't they? Like, what's the Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> of course, hoping that someone would say something. That, but I guess that's a, <clears throat> maybe they're thinking it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, a touchy subject. Uh, and they don't want to, you know, cause problems and make Doc mad or something like that. Um, that's all I can figure. But, um, yeah, I, I would have asked it. I would have asked it. You know, it's like I would have asked, oh, Doc, you know, how's that Dubai, you know, thing coming along? Is Where, where are we at with that? And and uh, I, I heard Paul, I heard Paul, yeah, I heard Paul Stanley was was on it, you know. Uh, you know, said he was working on it. You know, he he actually tweeted that. You know, he's, he's, that he's on hard. it. Uh, so, so what about that? Is Paul actually working on it? You know, or whatever. No, that, so, that was exactly what we said it was at the time. Get away from me. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. I, I, you know, whatever. You know, I'm not surprised they didn't ask, ask it. I guess, but um, otherwise, I, I thought it was interesting. A couple of tidbits where he says talking about the future of Kiss. Kiss will continue, right? Without you know without Gene and Paul and stuff. And he's talking about, you know, technology. We started talking about technology, you know, well, you know, technology has come a long way. And, you know, we can just, so it makes me think that they're going to try to copy ABBA or something like that, you know, do some kind of hollow hologram graphic, you know, kind of concerts with Kiss. Um, is it possible? Maybe. If it's a lot. Of, if they can find uh, someone who will pay for it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I thought well, that's going to cost a lot of money. <clears throat> or maybe you can go with ABBA and work work a deal out there to use their technology and and, and have those concerts out there in that facility that they built just to have these concerts. So um, I, I thought of that, um, and I guess this other option is still the you know Kiss 2.0. They keep talking about that. They may really try to do it. I, I don't know. But uh, let them try. Otherwise, it's yeah the standard uh, interview, and uh, there's some cool little tidbits, and I just and he he did mention uh, Doc mentioned that you know there is going to be an announcement. He said ten days, so ten days from. So I would think next week we will hear. uh, We're nine days on from the day that was recorded. By the way, they said recorded on the Thursday prior to the Sunday. Eh, So we'll probably hear it Monday. Eh. If anything, but I'll believe it when I hear it. But kiss um, numbers are different than everyone else's counting. <laughs> right, right. That, yeah. <laughs> ten, so, day, ten days. Ten days. Basically, years, met, I, I don't know. It but may have anyway. been just go away. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I, I guess they are planning things, and uh, hopefully, we'll hear what's going on. Hopefully, it'll be something exciting. All right, Danny, you catch any of this one? Yeah, I watched it, and I just have to give props out to Podcast Rock City. I know people say there there are a lot of Kiss podcasts going on. I don't know if I if I listen to a whole lot of Kiss podcasts, but but this is one that I go to kind of frequently, uh, kind of frequent, and um, I do like you know. Poonie is, is that his name? Poonie. Yeah, Sunny. yeah. He put yeah, on some uh, some cool you know like game shows. Some of them are really too hard questions, so no one has a chance of answering anything. But sometimes he really hit the nail, so I like those. And I think the the like the leader, I don't know what his name is. Joe Polo. Uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe. 
Yeah, there's one Joe and there's one Joey, and, and I confuse yeah. them all. Yeah, but <laughs> I think Joe, Joe, his seems to be very into Kiss, and he seems to be, uh, you know, like burning for Kiss. It's his thing. So, so that that goes through the the screen somewhat. So, mm -hmm. so I like watching him, and he feels like a real true fan. So. Uh, I kind of enjoy their episodes. I think they they're doing a great job, and of course, landing Doc McKee is awesome. And mm -hmm. uh, but, but but what I took away from this interview was that I really liked Doc McGee. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he was extremely funny, uh, and he was kind of realistic in his views. He said, "Kiss, Kiss is all about entertainment. We're like Disney World. We're 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 putting on a on a show. Uh, we want to sell stuff." So we see what people like, and we put the kiss, you know, the kiss sign or the kiss um, symbol on that stuff, and we sell it, and we earn some. I think it was much more honest than uh, Gene and Paul, who always, you know, think they, that they are kind of hip and cool. Uh, but but Doc was more, you know, <laughs> down to earth. I think we're a nostalgia act. We sell stuff. We're all about we're Disney World. We're we're uh, Star Wars. And we put out stuff and we sell it and people like it. And if you don't like it, get the hell out of here. So I, I, I enjoyed the interview. I think it was really funny. And, uh, of course, the interview, um, Joe uh, and the other guys and girl uh, had a, a lot of cool questions. So I think it was a great interview. It was one of the better ones in quite some time. So good job, guys. Yeah, I mean, I go into interviews that I've done for projects with the hang-up question. That's the question that they may or may not hang up on you <laughs> after you ask. Um, <laughs> and in many cases, we've never gotten to it because the interview takes on a life of its own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, if, and if you've prepped for an interview, you've got a whole bunch of questions and you're not going sequentially. You're going where the interviewee is taking you because you want to let them speak and you want to let them develop the conversation. Because I think it comes across a, a much better uh, or more candidly than going, all right, one uh, on such and such a date. You know, it, it's just going to be boring ass. If you if you do it that way, so I thought they did a great sure. job. Again, it's great to land him. Of course, he's going to answer some things the way he did. Um, the only part I could have done without is the stroking. You know, Mr. Trickster. Yeah, thirty years ago, I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, that was manager, kind of best manager in the, bit in the embarrassing, world. Yeah. But I, I'm sorry, I love you and your band. Uh, but I was looking at my clock saying, you're taking away three minutes away from asking another question yeah. with this. Um, that that was the, my, uh, my only minor mm -hmm. criticism. But it was fun. It was so fun. And everyone was really engaging on it. So well done. Let's move on to uh, a couple of last quick topics. Uh, mm -hmm. The new Kiss book, Portraits, is uh, up for pre-order. <laughs> uh -oh. Another photo, photo book. A, a photo book available for okay. pre-order from a reputable um, publisher mm -hmm. in the UK. Um, anyone seen that? Anyone planning on buying it? It's basically a vehicle for Ross Halfwit to get his photos out with some other photos uh, by a few others uh, all packaged up. I think the, the deluxe edition was like £495, which is <laughs> the pound so weak. That's the equivalent of dollars now. Um I ain't buying because I just don't do photo books. Ken? Yeah, that one, expense-wise and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think anything, I'm going to get anything extra that I'm looking for. 
Um, so I probably won't purchase it myself either. Yep. Lonnie, Mark. I have not yet, but I just think it's amazing that these people are able to put out these books um, with pictures in them because, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're led to believe it's such a monumental task that it, 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 yeah. I, I, I find it mind blowing. So what that, that it needs two hundred fifty thousand dollars of your money first before you can <laughs> right. start working. Yeah. Well, it's a complete where, where shock. Was the, this... Where was the GoFundMe for this project? I must have missed it. <laughs> Good God! I mean, there must have even been a business plan for these. To me, it's to, to me, it's it's. Uh, we've seen a lot of photo books from Kiss in the seventies, so it's. I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't think I'll get it. What I would like to see is photo books or some sort of books focusing on, you know, the unmasked era once again. Uh, I, I've been waiting for that guy Nico who had Strike magazine back in the nineties. I like that magazine, and he shot a lot of great. He was a great photographer. He's he a took great a lot of great shot. Yeah, great shots of Kiss during the Revenge era, for example. Hmm. A lot of great shots. You know the one in on. Um, in the booklet of Alive Two, Alive Three, when he um, breathe, breathes fire, Gene—that's mm -hmm. one of his shots, for example. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he has loads of them, but but he's never done a book, and that kind of perplexed me. Uh, I, I think he should do one, and I think I think it would sell pretty pretty well. So put that together, Nico, and I'll buy at least one copy of you. <laughs> yeah, There's a I, friend I, from Limerick, Ireland. How you guys doing? Thanks for joining us. I, I haven't ordered it, and I, I don't know. I'm just not into those kind of books too much, to be honest with you. So I'm going to probably pass on it. Uh, but yeah, just not, a quick question. Just a quick, quick question to Ken. I was just about to order this book called "I Stole Your Love." I, I know you ordered it. Have you read it? Is it any good? Yeah, Can that was. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I think I it's from it. a fan's perspective, a bit more from a fan. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun yeah. book. Uh, you know, I'll get you it. kind of relive your fandom in a, in a way through that person. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was good, interesting story and and, and fun to read. I mean, I, I went through it pretty quickly. I when I remember. Um, yeah, I, I always like those kind of unique books. You know, unique takes on 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 kids. You know, a photo book. We've all seen the seventies photos, even though they are look great i mean we've done that but but from a fan's perspective i think that's there's been, a, yeah, I'll, I'll been a couple of those books uh, yeah. there's been a couple of those type fan uh, perspective uh, books you know written out there and, and they, they're enjoyable hmm. they're different they're enjoyable though i still have several of those books sitting behind me that i haven't even had a chance to read yet but then again um i'm usually too busy um new episode of Song Stories drops tomorrow. The most recent one mm. was Life in the Woods. Which is excellent. Be easy. Do a conga line outside of your local venue. Last topic for the day is a quick and easy one uh, for everyone. I don't know if you saw the thread. Public Enemy number one. No. Who in the ranks of KISS World is the current number one enemy to KISS fandom? We just talked about photo books, and that person was indeed listed on that wow. list, uh, along Shocking. with, along with uh, a, a dead guy and Vinnie Vincent. Um, who do you think is the most damaging person to KISS these days? Is it themselves? Is it mm. Doc? Is it a fan? Is it 
a fan who did a runner with two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. You, you know, know what? Fellow fans, uh, money. Mark, I gotta, I gotta jump in with this because the, when you're saying this now, it kind of makes me realize something. We're, we're, we're hitting on the man who has who took the two hundred fifty thousand dollars to make a book a lot. But you know what? Kiss Sam are Lewis. no better. They did the same shit with the Dubai. In fact, that's probably more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars they took from people with all these platinum and gold things that everybody got involved with. That got fuck all quite frankly, from them. So who's worse? The $250,000 for the book guy or Kiss who took more than that from you and you still haven't gotten nothing yet. You continue to go and buy stuff from them still. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, answer well, I, mean, I, I saw that thread. I, I did answer it. They only gave you three three choices or something? Yeah, there was, there was only three. <clears throat> and I, I didn't even choose any of those three. I just thought of it. I thought, and I wrote down. I wrote uh, what did I say? Uh, landmarks and kiss, and as it equals, you know, it equals Dubai. You know, <laughs> that's what I put. I mean, that you know. So that's the thing. You know, kiss is their own uh, enemy in, in that one. Um, yes. They signed with that that group, you know, and uh, they didn't follow up on what they're doing that they obviously approved the the merch they had to approve all that stuff to be done uh as part of the contracts but uh they're not just going to let them sell the stuff without you know approving it first um and you know nothing came through i i you know it's their own to me it's it's a big uh mark or bad mark on on kiss it's a middle and, finger to the fans <clears throat> to to not you know, come, you know, provide some resolution to the whole thing, whether it's refunds or, or the actual merch or some other merch or something, or, or uh, a credit to their kiss online store, even something um, to, to give back to those people that lost money, a lot of money, actually. Yeah. Thousand bucks. Good, yeah. It's not a small the, amount the, of money. The big VIPs. And, and, and even if you lost a hundred bucks. There, yeah. There's, there's, it's still a hundred bucks is a lot of money. A ten it bucks is a, is a lot of money to someone somewhere. It, you got it, it. it doesn't matter. You know, enemy of of Kiss is themselves with stuff like Landmark. You know, I'm not going to blame Vinnie Vincent. You know, well, if there's a rabid <laughs> raccoon down the road biting people, it's just doing what a rabid raccoon does. Vinnie Vincent's going to Vinnie Vincent. Um, mm -hmm. But then again, he's at least doing events now and showing up for them. Ross and the book. Did he set out to rip off people $250,000? I do not believe that for a moment. I think he found himself in over his head and then life took over and he hasn't handled it well. Kiss is a business. So I'm going to I'm going to totally side with uh, Ken here, not only be, because uh, he's reasonable, but I think because they do own the most accountability for their actions and behaviors more so than a fan. Um, and then the other person who's listed on it, nothing can currently be proven about that. And I don't even want to go there into the whole Loomis shit. So, you know, Kiss has been their own worst enemy. And I'm not going to blame the car the car wash guy because I wouldn't have seen half as many kiss shows if I had. Uh, any last thoughts on that, Daniel? Yeah. Lonnie. Lonnie. I think that I think you guys are right. I mean, 
that their kiss has always branded themselves as the band about the fans for the mm. fans by the fans um and they're I, I i think you guys are spot on with who, who's kiss's biggest enemy these days i mean i, I think it is themselves i mean <laughs> the whole landmarks thing people people say well it's not kiss's fault it's landmarks fault blah 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 if kiss was kiss could really really just do something up here really really right and really really um forthcoming and just reimburse everybody their money or even like ken said give them a credit to the kiss online store it would cost kiss nothing to do that nothing it would, co it would cost kiss all that money but in, in the scheme of things it's nothing how much more money you need it's, <laughs> in the scheme of things in it's the scheme nothing. of things it's greater than zero i get it <laughs> But it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be a it gesture be to be about the fans for the fans. Yeah, it would be righteous. Believe me, they got a lot of money from the fans already throughout the years for a lot of right. shit, you know, yeah. from you know, and toilet make paper more this year, and all kinds of again. shit that people should never needed to probably buy and did just to support them. So why not, you know, why not give back a little to those people who got ripped off? I understand what Lonnie's going. Uh, yeah, we start. Was. We started off this show bemoaning not being able to buy shit from them for the fifty. <laughs> 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 oh, and we're finishing this show with Lonnie get, wanting a store credit so we don't have to buy shit to sell. <laughs> there, there we go. That's a whole bunch of topics. You know, we, we've we've gone through a whole bunch of things today on on this live episode. I want to give everyone a shout out who's joined us. We do appreciate you taking the time on a Saturday morning when there's no interesting sports. Liverpool freaking lost uh, to watch. Um, you know, it, it's fun to get together and do these this format. So we do appreciate you joining us with your comments. It gives us tangents to go off when we do these shows. But for now, from who the hell? Oh yeah. From Mark, from Lonnie, Ken, and myself, thanks for joining us, and we shall see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.